0: Welcome back to the Nebraska Abilities Podcast. I am your host, Andy, joined by my co-hosts, Zach and Nate, here to discuss Nebraska's first victory over Illinois in the past three attempts, I do believe, uh, since we last beat Illinois, uh, a cold, windy night and champagne that Nebraska pulls out the victory 20-7 to in the first true road win under Matt Rule uh, here and the first of... I guess it should be the last of what this beautiful Big Ten West division will be uh, going forward. And as much as 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 much as it was a very ugly win and it very much was, we don't apologize for wins, especially in the Big Ten West uh, that I will at least so belovedly and dearly miss uh, close to my heart because this was. These are the types of Big Ten West games that you appreciate as a true sicko college football fan. These mistake riddled drives, these low scoring games that you're going to beat by just running the ball. And hopefully you're not the one on the losing end, but Nebraska did something that they have hardly done the past four or five years. uh, Especially under Scott Frost was find a win, find a way to win these ugly games where you make mistakes, but your defense comes out and helps you on the other side. It's something that we had seen so many times before is, you know, Nebraska would take the lead and then we'd shoot ourselves in the foot and then you end up losing these games that you should have won. Or, you know, you, you're driving and then a drive ends on a fumble, interception, miss Fiocco, so on and so forth. And Nebraska had certainly plenty of those drives, especially in the second half. Uh, that second half was not as pretty compared to the first half as what we saw from the offense, uh, at least from their style of play, but Nebraska didn't didn't give up, didn't let them, didn't let their mistakes, their missed field goals, their fumbles, their interceptions come back and lose them the game because they certainly kept giving Illinois chances to come back and win this game for sure. But, yeah, Nebraska found a way to win an ugly game, and that's what we had been saying all along ever since Nebraska joined the Big Ten, is you have to find a way to win these ugly, low-scoring, close games. and. You know, you don't apologize. You don't apologize for winning ugly. You don't apologize for making the mistakes. At the end of the day, the score is what it is, and that's what matters going forward. And I think that's – it's a very first important step that Coach Rule and his staff need to get this culture and the guys, the team's mentality back on track from the past four to five years. Is They have never been able to pull out these types of games. They've never been able to win these close games. You know, the score was still a two-score game, but if you watch the most of that game – you were just always waiting for the other shoe to drop for Illinois to break a big play, you know, finally get within one score, and you're like, oh, I'm just a little bit more nervous now. But, you know, all things aside, Nebraska, yeah, probably should have pulled away in the second half considering how many of those drives ended, you know, within their own 30-yard territory with a fumble, a missed field goal, so on and so forth. But nonetheless, Coach Rule gets his first true road win under the Big Ten, and like what I said, I'm going to miss this big, beautiful, disastrous division going forward. And hopefully in the future, the big 10 finds a different way to incorporate that back in because these are the types of games that, like I said, a true sicko college football fan loves going forward. But with that pass Nate for your first initial thoughts before we dive into the offense there.
1: Yeah, no, maybe uh, we'll see how things shake out. Maybe they'll just make a sickos division for, you know, us in Illinois, Iowa, (laughs) <laughs> some of those 10-7 uh, <laughs> games just keep rolling on. That'd be Throw hey, Rutgers in. Watch, they're, they're yeah. Sicko's division. Just throw them in there. <laughs> but no, it's overall, a win's a win. Uh, like you said, we're not going to apologize for wins, especially A, in the Big Ten, and B, uh, almost more importantly, in the Big Ten West right now, mm-hmm. because honestly, divisions wide open We're
0: what, a game back of Wisconsin-Iowa,
1: I
2: believe? Up.
0: And they played this um, weekend, I believe, so then yeah you we're know, kind of, kind of know the true front runner after this weekend of the Big Ten west
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so I mean yeah we're we're a little back, but
1: everything's still within reach uh we control our own destiny at this point <laughs> so we'll, oh.
3: we're not even five all minutes all into
1: all it and he's already declared <laughs> that we're back. <laughs> i'm back in the sense of like behind iowa and wisconsin calm yeah, yourselves Sure, calm yourself you're the one that said it sacked space was just great regardless <laughs> the door is still open for us like, like i said we control our own destiny uh this was a game that obviously you have to win it's a beatable team Uh, It's a game that we have typically lost in the past under different regimes. And so it wasn't pretty. It was definitely one of those grinded out, uh, really sit out and hope that we come out with a win kind of victories, but we did. And I think everything really started on that first drive when Illinois uh, was driving down the field and our defense got the goal line stopped. Thank you, Bert, for uh, running Shotgun on fourth and goal. Thank you for and... <laughs> learning from what we did last week against Michigan. It was really a, probably a confidence booster for the for the team, for the defense especially, and the defense really kept us in it. Our offense has a lot of things to clean up, a lot of things to learn still, uh, but defense never really gave up, and that's – I mean that's what kept us in the game. That's what led us to a twenty to seven victory against Illinois, and yeah, that's kind of my initial thoughts on on what I saw. We'll we'll dive more in depth, but I'll let Zach uh, get his initial thoughts here on what he saw.
3: An ugly, ugly, ugly game. I know we've all said it. It's a we beautiful might as well just, game. <laughs> we, all, we all might as well just put the pin in it. That was that was by far that was what you call a Big Ten game, mm-hmm. um, yep. and we played it. The weird thing kind of like you said Nate where the the defense got that goal line stop like i think that was where the statement was made by the defense mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately the offense's statement must have been something along along the lines of three question marks because <laughs> they didn't seem to know what they were doing at all um that's not to say that they were terrible i mean they weren't good but it once again shows that our offense just needs a lot of work I think there's some good things, but you know, I the defense did its job. And in fact, I think one of the comments that was made after the game was over by Rule, he even said something like, "The defense, even when uh, we turned the ball over, something that he was uh, that the defense was fired up and ready to keep going and play." And so it's like that's it's good because previous teams under the Nebraska end would have folded at a certain point. At least in recent years, they would have, uh-huh. and you know, once once we w- once we saw things not going our way on the offense, you know, the team could have just been like, we did all we could do, and they didn't do that. So I mean, they they held their ground, and uh, I don't know what like the second quarter was like the most exciting quarter of the entire game uh-huh. because because yeah. of the well, it's it said onside kick, but I don't know if that's what you could even call it. But I was just <laughs> like.
0: It was more it, of a squib, yeah. Because you can't, you can't <laughs> yeah. technically like get a turnover on a kickoff. It's you either recover the kickoff or you don't. So I think mm-hmm. that's why it's tech like classified as an onside kick, even though it was, you know at the thirty yard line, essentially.
3: Yeah. Well, because then we scored right after that, right? And so, very I mean, nice It was just team. like it was just yeah. like, and you know, <laughs> I think I think that was enough to keep the team playing with fire. But mm-hmm. I mean, with that, we might as well just talk about the crap show that was the offense because it, the weird thing is, is it was a crap show, but it wasn't, it wasn't. The job done. They got yeah. the job done in the end. So, I mean, I really can't say too much. Can I Right. Um, no. I'll pass. I'll pass it to you. Andy to start us off.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think the biggest piece, I guess the biggest news that came out of that game was definitely now knowing the status of Marcus Washington uh, for the rest of the season, you know, he, he, like, well, kind of the timeline there is so Nebraska gets that goal line stop, you know, second down from your own two-yard line. He gets that big, what, 30, 35-yard catch that puts Nebraska down near midfield, and you're like, all right, now the offense has some room to work with. Next play, he's just run blocking. You know, if you look at the video, it kind of looks like the DB threw him down, but either way, you know, his probably knee got caught, twisted, whatever. And, you know, Coach Rule said earlier this week that, uh, you know, he's done for the season, towards ACL, so – that, uh, that wide receiver room that we, you know, we had question marks going into the season of who was even going to be there is it's now more exemplified of who who is going to come out of there now because you have Billy Kemp and then hands-up emoji. <laughs> you, I mean, you have your tight end room, but out of the wide receiver room itself, I mean, you have Kemp, Bullock, and then
3: Malachi you know, Coleman.
0: Matt, you're going to play Malachi Coleman, Jalen Lloyd. Uh, I think Ty Hahn – Tony, he caught a pass that weird, like third down duck that Harbaugh threw, and you're like, is it going to come down? Is it going to get it picked off? We might see him more. Like, I don't, I don't know. And I think, <laughs> I think
3: we're going to have to at this
0: point. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, this is kind of what the bye week is for as well. Is you know, now that Rule, we know his status of he's done for the season now. Rule and you know, Garrett McGuire they got to figure out that room together is who is going to step up and who is going to be a leader when you need them at such a young age in their football career here at Nebraska. And I got, I don't know. I mean, it also goes back to the whole quarterback question of, are we going to see Sims again this season? Are we going to see Heinrich the rest of the way? I mean, this, the whole bye week question of what is going to happen with that and the wide receiver room, you know, we won't obviously find out until the next game, but yeah, I guess it just gives a little extra time to work out those kinks.
3: But do we know yeah. if ACLs can be healed over a bye week? Is that uh, allowed? Um,
0: just a little bit
1: of duct tape and glue, I think. I mean, pretty good. <laughs>
3: I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But I, I feel like that would help us improve our chances if follows with like torn ACLs. You just get that wrapped up. You can
0: just donate Twitter. those, right? Just take mine yeah, and yeah. you know give it to <laughs> give it to somebody else. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean. I'll, I'll take it as well, long as they as long as they perform well after I give them my right. hell. Otherwise, that's for nothing.
0: But yeah, uh, so yeah, that's, you know, we can obviously put that out further and talk about that uh, in a little bit. But game wise, you know, Nebraska fairly even on passing and rushing, you know, 154 yards passing 158 yards rushing. So not I mean, you kind of saw both sides of when Nebraska needed to pass, when they needed to run. Uh, you know, how much of a testament, testament to that is Illinois is just bad and they, they're they not a good football team. They're bad. We just made it look easier for them to come back and win because of our mistakes, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, you know, that first half, and especially that second quarter, I mean – Nebraska finally started getting some bounces, right? I mean, you get that onside quote unquote onside muff kick that bounces on Nebraska way, which those never ever do. Uh, yeah. The interception in the third quarter, I believe by Tommy Hill, that the ball just kind of popped right into his hands. Uh, you know, that's also another play where like, you know, that ball probably would have been out of bounds or, you know, went over somebody's head just because that's how the bounces work for Nebraska. So, um, It's you know, it's just nice to see some of those bounces finally go Nebraska's way. But, I mean, offensive-wise, I, you know, and Rule has preached that, you know, Grant did fumble. He needs to get better at that. He needs to work on protecting that ball because you're not going to be playing on my team. uh, His exact words, if you're going to keep fumbling the ball, you're definitely not going to be playing in the NFL if you keep fumbling the ball. So... Again, running back situation, it is what it is. You have to stick with Grant. You just gotta hope that he fixes those mistakes because we even saw the backup, Emmett Johnson. He did fumble in the fourth quarter on Friday, too. So it's that one, you know, more maybe a little more leeway excusable just because he's a younger guy, got really thrown into the situation. But this just a case of rule asking these guys to step up when they need to step up. And I think it just goes back to the whole Nebraska's identity of they're going to have to be a quarterback running team at the moment, especially now with your wide receiver room as thin as it is. You don't know if Grant's going to keep fumbling the ball. So, like how much more do you keep trusting him to put the ball in his pocket and not fumble and make those mistakes? And can you keep Heinrich healthy enough to keep running the quarterback, you know, read option, draw, whatever you want to run? Or is this bye week a good time for Sims to get fully 100% back healthy? And if that is, do you think Rule puts him in in that situation? All all of these questions. I mean, we're just gonna you know, keep debating it until we get back to the next game and see who gets trotted out there at quarterback, or if Rule says sometime next week that Sims might be playing Saturday. But I also go both ways is I don't think you can bench Heinrich right now. I mean he you know, fourth quarter he did throw kind of a lazily, like a lollygag interception, probably shouldn't have been thrown. Um did have some, did was a little bit more careless in the fourth quarter, which again goes back to like those three Nebraska drives within the 30 yard line. And we scored three points at all of that one and a missed field goal at the same time. So yes, Nebraska's offense should have been better. Probably should have been a 35-7 game at a minimum, just because if you, I mean, they were moving the ball in Illinois. It's just, we couldn't get of our, get out of our own way with fumbling the ball, uh, turning the ball over and all of that. So Again, I don't think Heinrich has done enough to say warrants benching him and putting Simps back in immediately. Um, he definitely has earned that right to be trotted out there and just do what he does. But at the same time, is how much more how much more predictable are you going to be as an offense before teams start picking up on that? Because knowing that Heinrich is not as good of a thrower as he is a runner. And knowing that our our wide receiver room is as thin as it is, do they think we're going to keep passing the ball as much as we are anymore? All questions that, like I said, are going to be answered as we keep going forward. But just some things that I think we also can ponder and discuss of what do we do from here on the offensive side. (laughs) But I'll pass that to Nate there.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of question marks going into the bye week, which, I mean, is good that we're going into the bye week and can hopefully eventually see some answers, but um, yeah, it's it's a lot, of, a lot of unknowns, a lot of people that are going to have to step up. I mean, Anthony Grant, like you mentioned, he I mean, Rule has a lot of confidence in him. He, he said that he has the talent to be able to play in the NFL. It's just mm-hmm. got to take care of the mistakes and hopefully I don't know. Hopefully this is the game that really shows him that, yeah, he has the potential, but if he's going to keep playing, maybe maybe he'll lose some time to Emmett Johnson, Joshua Fleeks. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that looks, but um, hopefully something gets ingrained in him. Um, I mean, we we have to have a rushing game. Our passing game is unfortunately not not the greatest, and that is what it is. Um, I don't think Harburg has done enough to really, like you said, get benched. I he's. I'll go out and say it. He's not the greatest quarterback, but he's a great manager. He's a great game manager, and he knows how to, you know, go in the game, bring fire to the team, and get the ball where it needs to go. Um, and sometimes that's that's all you need. And at the end of the day, he's he's been winning games. Uh, competition doesn't necessarily matter if you're getting the W's. It's yeah, you'd like to see Jeff Sims maybe against lesser teams than Colorado and stuff. But
2: mm-hmm. at, this, at this point, I, I, I don't know if there's yeah.
1: enough to really make the change unless you need to. Like if, if Harvard is really struggling against say Northwestern Purdue, whoever coming up, then, I mean, maybe you give Sims that chance. Uh, I don't know. Maybe keep the leash just a little, little tighter on Harburg. Just, you know, let him know that <laughs> he's done, He's done well, but we can't go too far or slide too far down. But, uh, i don't know it it's up in the air because i mean he we'll see he he has fedoni to throw to and sure hands billy kemp and like you (laughs) said after that we've it's It's guys got to step up it it's got to be that next man up mentality and hopefully that's something we are seeing in practice and hopefully that's something that they show out against northwestern in a couple weeks here um It's a lot lot of unknowns, which isn't great kind of midseason, especially like we had alluded to the past few episodes. Like these next few games really have to be kind of the must wins. I mean, obviously, Maryland ending with Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa that's going to be your tougher stretch of the remaining games Mm -hmm. and your theoretical beatable teams are, are coming up. So we <laughs> got to tighten the bolts here and just find out, find out what works. It doesn't have to be pretty like we saw. I mean, on Friday, it doesn't have to be <laughs> a complete game by any means. It has to be, you know, nope. <laughs> score some points, let the defense do their thing, keep us in the game. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, we'll, we'll see you steps up, I guess. That's, that's kind of all, <laughs> all I've got on the offensive side. I uh, hope, Hope is what I'm hoping for. (laughs) Pass it on to Zach.
3: I don't have much else, really. Uh, I mean, I think kind of like you both alluded to is I think there's a lot of leeway that has to kind of be granted to the offense now because. You know, outside of the 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 offensive line is held up well enough, but I mean, when I'm talking like the skill positions that we have, the guys that were supposed to be leading the team skill position wise are no longer, you know, they're, they're on the team still, but they're, they're broken. So right, like, you know, it's, it, now it's time for the young bucks to step up, step up, but it's also like with grant, you know, rule went on this kick here. I think it was yesterday in his press mm-hmm. conference or Monday, whenever it was. And he said that if you want to play this, you know, paraphrasing obviously, but he said something along the lines of, if you want to play for me, you got to stop fumbling the ball. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the question is, well, okay, do you hold him accountable and does Grant not play anymore, or does he not play until he can show he can stop fumbling it? But then you also have to beg the question, like, I think he's the clear running back number one right now. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, you need to hold him accountable, but, like, you know, are the, are the guys that were below him on the depth chart good enough to warrant, you know, holding him accountable? Because at the end of the day, the other thing that Rule always says is he's going to go with the guys that give him the best chance to win.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So do you take the risk of Anthony Grant fumbling the football? And also, I know he needs to hold on to the ball, but like when you go back and watch that play, it was just a well done play by the defense too. Oh yeah, I, yep. like I, I'm not saying like I'm not trying to come up with an excuse as to why he shouldn't have gotten you know he not he not got talked to about it, but it's like sometimes the defense just does that. And I mean, like, you need to hold on to the ball better. Yes. But like, I don't know. I, I, while I still blame Grant for fumbling it, it's, it's not like it was in the Minnesota game where that one, he should have had two hands on the ball mm-hmm. going through and he didn't. And it like that one was different. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys about Harburg. Like, I don't understand. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I, I would not understand if we brought Sims out. mm mm-hmm in for the next game, unless there's a clear point where like, if Harburg can get us to where we feel comfortable <laughs> on the offense, that might be a bold ask, but if we can get to where we feel comfortable, you no, know, and like bring it back out slowly and start integrating him back, maybe, maybe, but like, yeah, Harburg has played well enough for sure that you, to me, you can't, you can't uh, bench him. I mean, you can, but I think you're going to have a lot of, a lot of people upset with the decision, but at the end of the day, it's not up to us. It's up to rule. So I still maintain what I said last the last couple games about some of the questionable play calling. Um I don't know if it's again a symptom of trying to be the smartest guy in the room. And this game wasn't too bad for it, but there's just some some kind of plays that we run sometimes. I'm just like this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it kind of goes back to what we you know we've all talked to before where it's like we were running the ball. So let's run the ball for a bit. And then we get a first down and then we get a first down and it's like, well, let's, let's throw a pass in there. And I mean, I get, well, I don't, I'm not an offensive coordinator, obviously, but like to me, you would think that at least that's how, that's how my brain works is like, if you're going to do something, go until the defense proves they can stop it. And then, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, maybe it's a whole keeping them honest thing too. But, Yeah, I don't really have much else with the offense. I think, I think with how many injuries we have on the offense, I think it's going to be tough to rely on the offense for too much. I think they will be okay. And like you guys said, we've got the, we got some tight end sets that we could run. So, I mean, really, I think our best receiver so far has been Mm Fedoni. So, I mean, I mean, we've got, and Billy camp has started to come around a little bit, like, you know, I don't know if he's quite sure hands yet, but he's, (laughs) he's getting, he's getting better. So he's played well. I still think it's crazy that he's five, nine and playing wide receiver, but Hey, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: good, good for him. Um, But yeah, now guys are going to have to all, like I said, step up. They're going to all have to step up and really show that, you know, they got recruited and that they're going to be worth, I'll be excited to see how using this year though, how they build going into next year. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be interesting.
0: I think, you know, for Sims compared to Harbaugh, I think Sims is probably the better passer, just in terms of mechanics. Now, granted, I know the interceptions and everything are that's just more playmaking decision. But at least if you're just breaking it down to like mechanics of who's the better passer, I think Sims probably does beat Heinrich in that category. And we knew that with Heinrich too, was we knew he was more of a running quarterback even before he got the starts that he did. You know, even going back to last year. But, you know, I think unless you are confident that you can roll out Sims and he'll make the smart play decisions and, you know, again, now that we have a thin wide receiver room, I'm not sure how much it matters anymore. But I think that would be the only justifiable reason would be if you wanted to get the passing game going more. And Heinrich can do it, but it's just I don't know how many more play designs that are manageable for Heinrich to do. Just, you know, we haven't really tossed the ball. Of like more than 20 30 yards except for you know the marcus washington catch and then the other one was an interception that he threw so it's just are you able to game plan to satterfield able to manage those plays and be able to kind of tailor those plays to, to heinrich to make sure they're manageable throws they're manageable plays that he can either roll out bootleg play action do whatever you want and you know be able to manage the game like that. I don't know how that's going to look going forward now that we have less wide receivers and, you know, are you, are you going to put your freshman wide receivers in those positions to go get lit up, get laid out? Like, you know, they're obviously still learning in the college game at the same time. So now to be thrown in the thrust of especially big 10 play, um, it's just, I don't, I don't know how that's going to look either.
3: <laughs> you asked the $64,000 question though, is, is, or Ken Satterfield, you know, yeah good design plays around that right i hope so
0: and <laughs> it's just yeah i hope so too i again i don't want to get into the situation to where teams are game planning just because they know we're just going to run the option or some sort of run with heinrich our running backs and just being so predictable in that way where we can't like we aren't able to pass because we can't or We just don't have plays like that. I mean, I know that's how it's going, and I know how the season's going right now because we have nothing else, but hopefully Satterfield, yeah, is able to create that mixture and be able to do that and just work on better throwing with Heinrich if you are going to stick with Heinrich because, yeah, you are obviously going to have to pass in the game, and are you able to sustain that, and is Heinrich able to consistently do that without making too many mistakes? And, you know, obviously that's the reason why Sims got, you know, benched in the first place. you know, I know it's because of the high ankle injury or whatever he has, but he more than likely was going to get a lot more questions about it and get benched if he didn't um, after the Colorado game. So we'll see with that. But I think we can switch over to the defense to another strong showing. Uh, obviously, you know, Illinois did not find much success running the ball at all. Uh, Nebraska bounces back again after getting steamrolled by Michigan, holds them to 21 rushing yards. Uh, gets their rushing defense back to top ten in the country again, so good for them. <laughs> but they, like I, we had mentioned in the beginning, I think they were, they were the tone center. they were the momentum because that first drive for Illinois, you, you probably at least I have the collective thought of, great, they're, this is how they look the first drive, they're going to look like this all game, and just this is how Illinois is so easily able just to move the ball down the field, and they got in the red zone and like I think you said, Zach. Thank you, Brett, for going fourth and one out of the shotgun. We praise you for that. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, Nebraska gets that gold line stand, and I think just from there, yeah, the momentum, the confidence of the defense and that whole side just switched to, like, oh, yeah, we can now stop them to do anything. Uh, Passing-wise, again, you know, Illinois had to just because they are playing from behind most of the game. You know, they passed for 289 yards, and – You know, We know now with this defense, that's not their strong suit. Um, Nebraska was able to limit it. I mean, they just got burnt on that one, their only touchdown play, uh, just a one-on-one against Quentin Newsome. But outside of that, I mean, we knew their Illinois, that Washington guy or whatever his last name was, probably their best receiver. He didn't hurt us too bad. I mean, he didn't get over 100 yards, which is what I was hoping uh, because he was probably their biggest threat in the wide receiver game going into that game. But Nebraska proves that, you know, just they didn't let the Michigan game affect them. They didn't come in thinking, like, oh, any team can steamroll us now. Like, they proved that they can still be a top rushing defense in the country, and they still are. Uh, with that, got a couple sacks there. Turnovers were huge, uh, both, uh, like I said, the fumble that landed right into Tommy Hill's arms, and then the other interception later in that game. Uh, we still technically lost the turnover battle. <laughs> so it's, kind of nice to win a game where you don't win the turnover battle uh but i think the time of the possession shows that you know nebraska clearly dominated the game uh over illinois but you know just a lot of good defensive plays i think uh just a nice bounce back game from the defense don't really have much too too much else to say outside of that so pass it to nate there
1: yeah i completely agree with that it was the bounce back that We needed a bounce back that I think everyone wanted to see, especially on that defensive side of the ball. Like it that that first drive was a little like you said, got a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that they were able to turn that into something positive. But it was an honest nine-day difference between what we saw against just the effort against Michigan and the effort that they played against with against Illinois. Mm -hmm. Everyone, you know, was swording the ball, everyone was you know,
0: trying to get their tackles wrapping up
2: for the most part.
0: Yeah, that was definitely an improvement over the past couple games Mm are like, even the Louisiana Tech game, they were like, all right, it's starting to slip. And then Michigan happens, and they're like, okay, they're really starting to slip. And, yeah, I didn't see too many of that Friday where, you know, we were Mm -hmm. missing tackles, letting them break long plays and everything. We were wrapping up, Um, especially when we had them in the backfield. And, you know, some of those, like, if you break it, they get back to the line of scrimmage or positive yards. But, yeah, we were able to do a lot more tackle for losses backfield in the backfield stops and everything. Yeah. And it was, it was great to see
1: it. (laughs) They could have just as easily let, let things keep sliding. Like you said, and that could have been a whole different ball game, but defense, you know, they tightened the bolts. They, they settled in, they got back to, you know, what's making them great. That run defense is stout. Mm -hmm. And, you know, (laughs) we're gonna, we're gonna give up the passing yards. It's, Like you said, it's not our strongest suit. And, I mean, Illinois at some point just kind of had to break out the passing game because they knew that the (laughs) uh, running game wasn't going to work. But, I mean, as long as you limit the damage, you know, it got to play – in that sense, got to play just kind of bend, don't break, and hope that you can, yeah, just keep everything in front of you and not break the big play. So I was was really – yeah, I was impressed with – with the defensive uh, intensity, the defensive effort, he uh, like said we didn't win the turnover battle, but, I mean, we forced turnovers, and that is something that we haven't necessarily seen over the first few games, and mm-hmm. it's encouraging to see the uptick in the turnovers, at least uh, we're forcing them and you know, getting into a position where we can make those plays. So that's, that's good to see, and hopefully we we keep that up. It's Yeah, I don't have anything anything too uh, bad to say about the defense they they, you know, kept us in the game and we're at three and three because of them. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) pass it on to Zach.
3: I'm in the same boat. I, (laughs) uh, I think for me, it's, I think you guys have said this already too, is that the tone was set immediately with that, uh, with that goal line stand. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, like when I saw that was happening, I was like, well, you know, Nine times out of ten, generally speaking, you know, you see those go in when they play against Nebraska just because, not necessarily because our defense is horrible. It's just that one yard, it seems like we're still trying to, you know, we've still been trying to gel. So, which, uh, like,
0: which that is, that was Nebraska's first red zone stop of the season. Mm-hmm. They, had led opponents score either a touchdown or a field goal every single time they got into the red zone. So that was their actual first stop of no points in the red zone this season, which was no, a
3: huge, you, there you go. Nine times out of 10, I was right. So <laughs> um, I don't know if that's the correct number, but you know, basically it was every other time except this one. And that, mm-hmm. that to me said two things. And you both have hit on this one too, is that we, the defense has bounced back. Like they, they had the confidence and the swagger at that point, And they said, we can stop them. And they did. And then they kept it up. And even after the touchdown, um, when that, when they let the touchdown go, you know, you could tell the defense was upset at themselves, but they weren't, they weren't sitting there like moping, like we might've seen mm-hmm. before. And it's like, they, eh, that's yeah, it good. Didn't come
1: unraveled. Like we had seen against like Colorado. and mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think it's good that they have, the defense, like we've said multiple times, the defense is going to have to be the the t- side of the ball that wins us the game. Not maybe not wins us, but keeps us in the game. And our offense is just going to have to be able to score somewhere, you know, whether that's through field goals, touchdowns, whatever. But like the defense is going to have to be the one that makes sure that our, that our offense gets a chance to even do it. And they did that with Illinois. So, you know, I, I saw a team that a defense that. Didn't want to give up and w- was playing with fire, and that they had bounced back. And then the second thing is that they are good enough to probably compete with everybody else that's on the schedule, um, mm-hmm. Michigan aside. Michigan, like we said, I, I don't want to say they're an anomaly, but we were nowhere close to being on the level oh. of Michigan. And I mean, I think and it's
0: an ups- they both raced Minnesota this past weekend too. Exactly. So it's- I, I mean, Minnesota, I Michigan is, is just—they're really, really good. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I mean Michigan's probably going to wind up in the playoff. Mm-hmm. I mean it's they they just look, they just look like you know when I said David and Goliath against Michigan, they look like Goliath if David had lost. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean they they are the real deal, um, at least compared to us for sure. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't really have anything much to touch on with the defense because they did their job. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked good they 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 held the team to seven points and i'm not saying that illinois's uh barn burners or nothing but seven points is still an impressive feat regardless oh, of yeah. you're playing. Yep. especially when you look back at our past games like it's been more than seven and so we held illinois to seven like that was the, i think that was the game that the team needed though like this is just an overall team standpoint i think i think now like we had mentioned last week is that this is where the confidence builds because in previous years, that would have been a game that we would have lost because at mm-hmm. some point the team would have given up. And now we're like, oh, like we can stop them. We, we can win. You know, we, Nebraska has a, is famous at this point now for clenching, uh, clenching defeat from the jaws of victory. But we <laughs> didn't do that this time. I swore. I said it at least three times. I'm like, Nebraska is trying to lose this game. I they they gave mm-hmm.
0: Illinois way too many chances to win yeah, that game. They
3: did. And the thing is is like I said that but then I was like but then they would come back and get a stop or they would do something on offense and keep the ball moving and it's like okay well you know maybe maybe I just need to stop being such a pessimistic fan. But regardless <laughs> I don't have anything too much else to add to the defense though. Um like we can Hop over to special teams. There's a couple things we can talk about here. Yes,
0: uh, <laughs> I'll get the positive because I want to talk more about the kicking, um, at least positive. So yeah, we did get the again quote unquote onside, but you know one of those muff kickoffs, fumbles on kickoffs, finally bounces the Nebraska way. Um, generally, you know by that time, if one of those happens, Nebraska is too late to get to the ball, or you know bounces to another Illinois defender. Bounces right back to a Nebraska player, which is great. And then, you know, Nebraska gets a block punt. Um, and going back to that punt play, it almost, I can't really tell if it was a bad snap or if they were purposely trying to do a rollout kick and the punter just, you know, he took too long to kick it or had to reroute because our guys got there so quickly uh, to kick it. But, you know, Nebraska gets a block kick. Uh, as well, it sets them up. I think we got a field goal out of that. Uh, I think it was 17 to nothing at that point or close to that. But, yeah, uh, kickoffs. I don't think Tommy Hill had one return that got us back out of the end zone to, like, the 22-yard line or something. But I don't think there was much on kickoff or punt returns that uh, were super impressive because I don't think they did anything. I think most of it worked for catches. But uh, kicking-wise, I think Rule has some decisions to make. Um, you know, Alvano's you know perfect for extra points, but three of seven on the year, his longest is 32 yards. He's missed everything else besides that. Uh, oh, for three from 40 plus this year, and only what I think two for three from 30 to 39. But like I said, his longest has been 32, so anything beyond 32 yards he has not made, or is he or he's missed, or they haven't tried. but. I think that is a question that rule has to figure out this by week is do you keep rolling with Alvano knowing that unless he starts making some of those close to 40 yarders that like you pretty much have to get within 35 yards, maybe guarantee that he's going to make one. Or do you try Jimmy Bleak Road, who we had last year and again, you know, wasn't super perfect, but at least he made some 40 yarders last year. Um, at the same time. And I think, you know, Al- Alvano's got the lakes. I think the Colorado game, he missed like a 40 or 50 yarder, um, just wasn't accurate, yet. but you know, he has, he has the lake for it, but you know, kicking again, you have all the lakes you want, but if you're not accurate, I mean, you're leaving points out there. And again, some of this shouldn't have happened because Nebraska again, had the ball within 35 yards of the end zone. It just couldn't do anything because we'd fumble or, not execute, but I know one of those and it ended in a missed field goal. So I think that is something that rule has to answer. And, you know, you guys, I don't know what your thoughts about it, but I'm kind of indifferent because, you know, if Nebraska's not going to be scoring very much on offense, and if you at least get within field goal range, I mean, you'd have to have a guaranteed kicker to make those field goals or else, you know, you're leaving points out there that Nebraska at right now, you know, probably can't afford to not have at the same time. But I don't know. I'll pass it to one of you two. If, how do you feel about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a shaky situation. Because I mean, that kid's still a freshman. He's right, obviously learning a lot, just getting adjusted to the college game. Um, and you don't—I don't know. It's probably a tough line to toe. Because you don't want to take him out and just completely ruin his confidence, and then try to oblique Road. And then maybe I don't know. I'm sure Alano beat out Bleak Road for some reason in practice. And I think, get, I don't know, we just have to trust that rule knows what he's doing, but I, I agree that it's at least a discussion that should be had that, I don't know, maybe reevaluate where a kicking game is at because yeah, if, if the longest he can hit is around 30, 35 yards, I don't know, maybe you try to oblique red for the longer kicks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like you said, if, we're, we're clearly not going to be, you know, scoring a lot of points in burn burners, and we we need all the points we can get. And mm-hmm. we'd love yeah. to be proven wrong
3: on that. But <laughs> I, if yeah, suddenly, I'm if thinking, suddenly yeah. the offense starts scoring forty <laughs> points a game, I'm here for it. Like, yeah, I'll take back That take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it.
1: But yeah, it's I don't know. It's at least a conversation that yeah probably should be had is who's or yeah, who do you trust at certain ranges? And Mm -hmm. yeah, at some point, yeah, we need the points. Got to take the points. So I don't know if, I don't know if you have any other (laughs) further takes on that, Zach, but
3: I, I mean, really in my head, it's kind of a damned if you do damned, if you don't with Mm -hmm. Alvano. Cause I agree. I think, you know, he, he's, got the tools to get the ball where it needs to go. It just doesn't get there. You know, it doesn't Uh go through the uprights all the time and he's great at extra points. I mean, that's, that is fine. Um, but you know, when we need the field goals, we definitely need to make the field goals. And we just haven't seen that happen very consistently. Um, but I think if you take him out, you know, like you said, Nate, you're going to trash his confidence and Mm -hmm. you don't want to do that. And then you know have a potential where it's like oh we have a we have a really really good kicker, but mm-hmm. we have a really good kicker, but he just can't make it. And then if we trash his confidence, the their first thing he's going to want to do is transfer probably, or maybe he'll want to work to get better. I don't know. I don't. It's, I don't know what it's like to be a yeah. kicker. I, it me, is. You're I, right, Zach. It is damned if you
0: damned if you don't.
3: To mm-hmm. me, kicking is such a mental, so much of a mental game because a lot of times you know the game will ride the line for you. So or uh you know what I mean. It'll mm-hmm. whatever. So yeah, I don't know. I don't have much else really beyond that because outside of the field goal stuff, the rest of our special teams, like I've said throughout the whole se- season so far, has looked vastly improved. They've looked yeah, so much mm-hmm. better. Um and I, I will say I guess just to you know if I have to if put if, if I have to put a true opinion to it, I say you stick with Alvano. Yeah. And I guess the thing is, is because he's good at extra extra points and he is at least able to make the ones within 35 yards or whatever it is, I think the long ones will come. And I also wonder, I also wonder, and I'm not saying this is the case. I have just kind of wondered this since, you know, it seems like kicking issues. I've said this before in the past, just I think as we've been talking, like I remember years ago, like watching football and like when, when a field goal or like outside of like a 50 yard field goal, like. Anything that was like 40 yards and in 45 just always felt like it's automatic from the kickers. And so like it's weird that now I feel like we're seeing a lot of kicking issues that are Mm -hmm. going on with team, not just Nebraska, just with teams in general. So I wonder if also that it's something with like the holders or something with like the way kicking is done now that's changed. And I'd wondered if like maybe our holder, whoever, whoever's holding the ball for Alvaro, is doing something. Is it bleak road?
2: I
1: think so. Conspiracy. Yeah. It's, usually, it's
0: either, it's either. <laughs> yeah. It's usually either the backup kicker or the punter. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not saying that's the case, but it is something that maybe it's not really Alvano, but you would also think that we would have heard something uh, like that by now, or mm-hmm. like even one of the TV replays would have picked it up and said like, Oh, like he was holding the ball wrong. Cause they have those where they zoom right in on the ball when they kick. So, anyway that's probably the most i think we've talked about special teams collectively this year <laughs> yeah
1: i mean and to be and it, fair we were we were blessed
0: with like alexander I, for a
3: yeah, while. that's so, true
0: so long <laughs> even Drew brown was yeah consistent enough
3: i think that's what we're going for though is just consistency and it's mm-hmm. like and i i think alvano is right there like he's almost to where consistency will come. It's just, mm-hmm. it hasn't hit yet. And I think it you would need just, one of those to fall where it's like, Oh, it, I can make, it, it just
0: needs to be nice to where like, if we trot our kicker out for like, not even a 50, like 45 in that, like we can just sit back and be like, Oh, not a problem. This is going in because he's made so many of these before. Like mm-hmm. if we just get back to that stage, I think, yeah, you know, you're, you don't, we're not having this discussion anymore, but it's just at the same time, knowing that your offense isn't, scoring as much as we want them to obviously is you're going to have to start trusting your kicking game too. And even that's still a little shaky. So yeah, like Nate said, you got to take the points when you get the points, um, especially in this bad division um, and big 10 play. But yeah, the
3: problem is it's kind of a tough task for us to get points right now. I know.
0: (laughs) And that's, you know, that's, I think that is, you know, comparing it to Iowa, but you know, Iowa's offense is trash, but we know their defense and special teams is so far good that that is where they get the majority of the points. So that's why it helps to have all three three phases of your game in sync and doing what they need to do is they can set you up to get points on the offense or they can get you points at the same time. So um, I think with that, unless you guys have anything else to add, um, I don't know if you have any other hot football takes you want to throw out there. I know uh, Nate and I are in tanking season for our NFL team, so <laughs> it was a, a it, was a, fun, a it, it was a fun five weeks of NFL. But I think uh, I think it's all over. I, now.
1: I think I'll take the what what the worst best team over the best worst team right now. <laughs> uh, feelings are vastly different from uh, last year.
3: Hey, you guys can at <laughs> least you guys can at least live in the fact that you aren't. Patriots fans this year I think the Patriots are they're
0: coming back to reality of what all of us have lived like the past one exactly and (laughs) it's
3: like thank you finally like but granted they're always those people the people that are Pats fans are just going to be like well yeah but six Super Bowls or seven or whatever it is It's like okay well fine I guess
0: (laughs) I'm thankful I'm an AFC team granted that means playing the Chiefs twice a year but I do not want to play the 49ers in any capacity right now they make yeah, everything incredible. they do look they, look... they make everything look so easy of what they do. Mm. Turns out, so Christian easy. McCaffrey might be pretty good at football. <laughs> might be. <laughs>
1: well, and
3: I know, like, last year... this like, against
0: Dallas was because he trucked somebody over, and then he fumbled the ball. It wasn't because he had a handle issue. He literally trucked somebody over and then fumbled on he, top of him. Yeah,
3: it's because he <laughs> felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> so... Hold on, though. Like, yes, they demolished the Cowboys, but are the Cowboys not as good as people thought either? And now, granted, no. of course, I'm biased, saying as Eagles, man. <laughs> I get that, but, like, at, you know.
0: The, the, the division, too.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, correct rival right there, but it's like. I mean,
0: I, I think Dallas will still make it to the playoffs, but I definitely, they'll probably hobble their way there for sure. Like, exactly. They're going to be
3: like, was that
0: not not like last year? year to where like they were confidently in the playoffs. I think they're probably hobbled way there and, you know, get in within the last couple weeks.
3: And then Dak will do his thing where he can't three interceptions. Game. <laughs> I mean, that was the other thing that somebody said is that he is a good quarterback and I won't deny that he's a good quarterback, but he can't show up on the big games. And it's like, that's kind of true. He had Sunday night football kind of all, you know, mm-hmm. he was, he was mm-hmm. there to show, show himself and he showed himself That's mm-hmm. for sure. He showed himself real well. <laughs> to be fair though, they were,
1: they were playing the 49ers and not the giants like they did earlier in the year. So <laughs> quality okay, of but the, giants, there. the Giants, <laughs> the the giants the are
3: also, yeah, they lost to the what? Cardinals, but the Cardinals seem like they're on the we'll right. Almost out, the too, Bengals, so. But again,
0: the Bengals, I don't know yet. They won, but like they had a tough time doing it at the same See, time. See,
3: <laughs> I will, I will maintain that this was because I picked up Joe Burrow for fantasy. I was like, I think he'll have a good year this year.
2: Clearly, yeah, that's, that's that's a fellow me.
1: Joe Burrow fantasy football owner, I've been thoroughly whelmed this, this last weekend. <laughs> this
3: last weekend, even though they lost, is he's been like it was okay this last weekend, but it's like, yeah, I, and, I mean, no offense weekend. when I say this, Andy, but like two weeks ago. I should not have had to say the phrase. Man, I should have started Russell Wilson over Joe Burrow. <laughs> that sentence should never have should left never have my happened. mouth. And I'm <laughs> not saying Russell Wilson is awful, the Bears, so I'm not going to sit here and say that like Russell Wilson is the worst quarterback ever, but holy cow. That like, you know, anybody else that's a <laughs> Joe Burrow owner has to be able like, Nate just had, like, <laughs> like what are we doing here? yeah
1: separate here's an embrace debate who's the worst jones is it mac or daniel
3: mac daniel jones doesn't have a line to help him (laughs) mac yeah mac Mac has flashes where he looks okay and then he now granted i guess you could argue that mac jones isn't working with much he's like he's like our harvard where it's like he doesn't really have a whole (laughs) lot to work with because of of but also like their offense is just plain Jane vanilla, where at least with like the giants, they have know, weapons. And, yeah. They, they have options. They just don't have a line. No, so, like as do. soon as, <laughs> as soon as Daniel Jones snaps the ball, he's literally getting tackled with it. Why do you think he half runs half for 70 so yards a game? It's not because exactly.
0: of, it's because he has to get out of the pocket.
3: <laughs> if Daniel Jones had a line, I don't think he'd necessarily be the greatest quarterback in the NFL, but I think he'd be a lot better. <laughs>
0: Nate, how do you feel that your team gave Daniel Jones an extension from last year? I feel your team caused it. that. I, I feel
1: fantastic <laughs> that we're going to cause the Giants suffering for the next what, four or five years at least. Oh. Yep.
3: Unless they, <laughs> unless they do like the Eagles did with like Carson Wentz and just eat the money and trade him off. But I don't know the details of trade for I, I I think his, I think his market's bigger than Max.
0: And I know we were just talking before yeah. we got on that uh at least in regards to the Nates team, that you can't drop your quarterback, can't trade your quarterback. You just <laughs> gotta live with Kirkko. <laughs> at least it's Kirktober, like things tend to look up <laughs> you're gonna have Kirk with JJ. So yeah. <laughs> That that might change that a little bit. Yeah. Maybe
3: Kirk will retire after his pizza ranch checks all catch, catch in. <laughs> I know I made that joke already, but now it's recorded, so now, <laughs> now others know that I said it. Physical
0: evidence of it now.
3: <laughs> I don't even know if he's. I don't even know if he still does pizza ranch commercials. I just remember them being the funniest things I've ever seen because I was like, "This is this is spot on for what." i feel like kirk cousins would do i
1: think i think the thing is he he's embraced his Coles culture instead of the chains that he had last year (laughs) that's the only like difference between
2: between the past
1: two years really (laughs) because we i think our offensive line went from like one of the worst last year to top 10 at least this year and we're having worse returns and the regression to there. the mean is real.
3: <laughs> that's why we love football. Regression <laughs> to the mean every, is real. Every every uh, every year, we're all so pumped yep. and so excited. This, this
1: gonna doesn't help to have the worst turnover margin in the NFL, though, either. So right. that's, that's going to lose you a couple games down the stretch. <laughs> yeah, big oof. It's just,
0: yeah, I, the 49ers are a juggernaut. I don't, unless they play the Eagles, I don't. No, sorry, Zach. I don't know if anybody's stopping them right now.
2: <laughs> Play the Vikings the Eagles, in two weeks.
3: The Eagles need to need to clean a lot up in order to, I think, fully I think the Eagles could keep it close with the 49ers, but man, I'm it's also, 49ers right now look unbeatable.
0: It's also very funny to watch every other team try to run the brotherly love. push, shove, <laughs> yeah. Brotherly Shove. Yep. The brotherly shove. And then absolutely fail, and then Philly just makes it look like we can get ten yards out of this if we really wanted to.
3: <laughs> well, if you watch if you watch Eagles games, you'll hear it every time from the commentators. They're like, "Oh, did you guys know that Jalen Hurts can squat like six hundred pounds?" It's like, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just and God, watching other NFL like other NFL, not just college teams, other NFL teams try to run that play and get stuffed. And then Philly's just like, no, it's just a walk in the park for us. Like, this, <laughs> is, this is nothing. <laughs> I will say
1: the Vikings. They just run a regular QB sneak and Kirk just dolphin dives for like two or three yards. (laughs) An athletic masterpiece. You you have to see it to believe
0: it. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard the words Kirk Cousins and athletic masterpiece in the same sentence and be serious about it. (laughs)
3: Especially when you attribute that athletic masterpiece to a dolphin dive. He's just playing Call of Duty out there.
0: (laughs) No, he's on the injury reserve and he I don't even know if he's going to play this year or not maybe that's why kyler got hurt knowing that the new call of duty's coming out this year and he's like Uh, i'll just stay on the ir for the rest of the year
3: well (laughs) he's
1: already he's already deep in the beta like he's (laughs) leveled up probably at least as far as he can go
2: like
3: (laughs) what are what are the odds that they stick well granted uh, the the thought was that the cardinals were going to tank and try to get caleb williams
0: But the thing is, like if you look at the draft, tour, no, it's the bears have the top two picks because they have Carolina's pick. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's Denver and then Minnesota, Minnesota, just based on probably point differential right yeah. now. So like the Cardinals aren't even the top four picks. Cardinals they should be. have been like a surprisingly decent team. They just, I don't know why. I don't win. know why Josh Dobbs <laughs> would be a good quarterback.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's been crazy. You know, uh, I was going to ask you guys, um, you know, for me, obviously, like, you know, I'm an Eagles fan, Andy, you're Broncos and Nate's a Vikings fan. But like, as the season wears on, if it gets to a point where it's like, oh, I need a team to also cheer for like a backup team. I, I was curious who you guys would pick. I'll go first because I like watching the Lions. I think the Lions finally <laughs> are getting some love and fun. I like I like <laughs> watching the Lions. I think they're fun and I think they're going to be scary, kind of good this year. That does
0: not bode well for an eighth's division. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> lines at the end of the day, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I I only lean towards the Bills just because I love Stephon Diggs, and watching him ball out is very much fun. Knowing, knowing at the same time that the Bills are also really good to get to the playoffs and then choke every time, which is like, that's fine. They at least get there. <laughs> hey,
3: one of these years, man. One of these years. <laughs>
0: I
1: I probably, I would say the Lions, but I just, it's hard to root for an in-division team. Like, I, Dan Campbell's a good dude. I'm I'm glad they've got him, and, Mm -hmm. like, if anyone else in the division is going to win the division, I'd prefer it to be the Lions over the other two, so... I'll give them that. Um, what my... you don't like Green Bay? No way. <laughs> that's
3: okay. The Jordan Love experiment doesn't appear to be working out that way. Oh, that's, either, that's so. been a
1: delight to watch. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'd say my my secondary team would probably be the Bengals. Joe Burrow's fun to watch. Zach Taylor and Cam taylor bread of the Husker connections. Like who did have? Joe Burrow
3: is usually fun to watch, Nate. Yeah,
1: usually. He, he, we'll blame it on his calf injury. The first few weeks there, he he looked better last week. Yeah, so hopefully it's, he it's uh, it's got to be that. Right? Points. It's,
3: it's got to be that,
0: right?
2: But <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah, um, yeah, that was us talking NFL. So if you came here <laughs> for the NFL talk, you got it. Congrats! <laughs> I,
3: I know we were we were talking we were talking beforehand. Like, there's a couple. Big games, but like this bye week for us was not nearly as eventful as last year's. Mm -hmm. Like last year, we had a long bye week talk. Mm -hmm. Yep. But we also had so much more going on because at that point, we were essentially doing a coaching search.
0: There was a coaching search. I think that was the time that the USC and UCLA news dropped, which Mm -hmm. at the time was huge. And then the summer happened and then everything was (laughs) up in
1: flames. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of this weekend, uh, we got two fellow Big Ten teams going Oregon, Washington, top 10 matchup there. So, that possible, the possible that's new Big Ten West. That's that was be so good. weird.
3: What was the other one that you said was going on? Was it USC and somebody? Notre Dame. USC, Notre Dame. Yeah. That one mm-hmm. should be good.
1: And then hopefully Miami can just. Not something else outrageous against North Carolina.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, Mario, oh remember God. there is it is legal to um, <laughs> kneel in the game, especially when you're ahead with like 25 seconds left. You probably should not done that. And
0: Georgia Tech didn't have any timeouts. That's like the most bizarre thing either. It's like you literally do not have to do anything else because they can't stop the clock.
3: You know those charts that they put like a probability, the percentage probability during yes. games? It literally looked like Nebraska's <laughs> entire year last year with that game. Oh like it's, it's like Miami, it was... Miami, Miami, Georgia Tech. <laughs> it was just so funny to watch that.
0: I can't imagine like what radio show hosts like in Miami would be like. Talking about this week, like how fans and callers would react. Like if that happened here, I can imagine like what, you know, Twitter and, and everything would be like, because I, you know, we know Scott Frost did some really stupid stuff. I was going to say, that, is that that stupid? Though. Is that the <laughs> equivalent
1: of the onside kick against uh, Northwestern last year? Or is
0: that it, it's up? close? I think this one might jump that because it was like, Oh, they had the, they had the game in hand. It's not like, yeah, we were up two scores and we lost the game. Not solely because of that play, but the momentum switched because of that. Like literally Miami, all they had to do was kneel and they win the game. <laughs> that was like the most baffling, bizarre part is they didn't have to do anything.
3: <laughs> and then, yeah, they didn't have to do anything.
0: And no, they, they decided, did not.
3: They decided <laughs> they were playing their little brother on Madden, and decided they were going to, you know, try to run a play and one, try yeah. to score. Like <laughs> what? God.
0: Yeah. So I'm thankful that Nebraska, up until this point, has not done something that stupid. We've, we've done got stupid things we've
1: to got lose. games. We haven't gone full sicko No, yet. we've got <laughs> <stupid> things <laughs> to
0: lose games, but like we have literally have never had the game. And one play in our hand and then to lose it like that.
3: (laughs) So I'm looking at the stats for this game too, just like overall stats. Miami had 453 yards total and Georgia Tech had 250. I didn't realize this until I looked at it. Georgia Tech had two turnovers, which isn't good. Miami had five. It's like, man, how'd you guys get anything done? (laughs)
0: <laughs> and yeah, I mean, obviously not looking at that game or watching the game, but I mean, I'm sure some of those turnovers probably happened on their side of the field. So Georgia tech probably had smaller chunks to work with instead of trying to drive the field. But yeah, I'm just very thankful. That wasn't Nebraska for once. And it was nice to see another team do it. <laughs> that wasn't us.
3: Yep. <laughs> makes my, it makes my heart happy to know that maybe the Nebraska curse is finally going away a little bit. Don't say it out loud. If you haven't sacrificed a little, Red yet. I said. I said maybe, know. and I said a little bit. So I'm, I'm keeping. I'm airing with a side of caution. And you're right. It won't officially go away until we unleash all of the ghosts in Little Red's costume.
0: You just pop it. Yes. You just gotta bring in the midfield. <laughs> just take a little needle and just pop. It. Just let them. Correct. Let them deflate.
3: Correct. Yeah. We have
0: a that. new Herbie, anyways. What? What are is they gonna do? Well, there's no new little red. What are they gonna make him into? I don't know, a big, man. That a that bigger one.
3: That new Herbie <laughs> is nightmare fuel. Yeah, like his his eyes just.
0: But, but credit to the athletic department, will just feed into the farmer thing.
3: Yep. Uh, you know, it, it worked, except for it was funny because like, oh, we're bringing back you know the original Herbie. Okay, great. That's what they came up with. Like, <laughs> hey, he, looks so, like he looks uh, good. He looks good on like the t-shirts. <laughs> like that version looks fine. But like the actual mascot, the actual mascot, ugh, yeah, a little, little iffy there, guys. Especially when New you could Pete. probably ask, especially great. when you could probably ask somebody from Nebraska to dress up in overalls
2: and just go be the guy, like, right?
3: Ugh, you know. <laughs> but what do what do I know? Yeah, yeah. What would we know? You're right. I'm not sitting. I'm not sitting in these board meetings. <laughs> yet, yet. <Ooh. laughs> I don't plan to be.
0: You don't want to run. You don't want to be a regent one day. No, thank you. you be the regent for Wayne.
1: Uh, Nebraska like abilities runs the university. <laughs> sounds of like too much.
3: Sounds like too much responsibility. I don't good with responsibility. It's a, it's a wonder I even get these episodes out every week on, on a set time. And you do very well. <laughs> it's like, it's like when you guys are like, Oh, you're gonna have to do that. Oh No.
0: <laughs> one more thing to do.
3: <laughs> yeah, more responsibility. Who gave me that? Right. Well, I mean, it's been it's been a while, but I feel like we need to go back and talk about an award. Oh,
0: God, I didn't even think about this. But mm. I'll be honest, mm.
3: like ah, okay, I feel like an easy one to go with for the Fire into the Sun award. Eh, maybe it's not easy. I was going to say Grant, just because of the fumble. It's like, come on, guy. You shouldn't have done that. You 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 <laughs> knew not to do that after the last time. But I don't know if I yeah. want to put him there.
0: I might just specify it and kind of incorporate just the backs in general with running and quarterbacks just for their turnovers of the fourth quarter. Um, like things, obviously, that shouldn't happen. You, know, you have a chance to really put the weight of the game on all three of those, and you fumble. So... <laughs> I would yeah, just kind of collectively, just the backs, you know, just working. Hopefully they work on it this week of just taking care of the ball. But yeah, they had two to three chances to really put that game out of reach and you know go up two or three more scores and you just fumble. So
1: that's what Nate I would.
3: sounded Nate sounded like he had a good one though. I, I'm curious to hear I, this.
0: Yeah,
1: I think I was gonna go uh not not the player route. I was gonna fire our first coach into the sun, uh Satterfield, I think. Ooh could uh, use a little rocket fuel to light a fire under himself <laughs> yeah. Okay, to figure some stuff out because there were some questionable play calls and even, I, I can't remember, it was sometime later in the game, but there was a time, I want to say it was in the fourth quarter, where, I think it happened a couple times, where Rule called a couple timeouts on offense to chew out <laughs> Satterfield and kind of seemed like there were maybe some questionable play calls that were going out that rules like, no, what are let's... you doing? <laughs> <laughs> let's reevaluate here. So I'm going to, I'm going gonna, to all. Okay. That okay. So, yeah,
3: I'm going to switch mine. Mine is very specific, but you're going to love it. <laughs> okay. It's not even, it's not even a player specifically. Okay. It's, I want to fire Marcus Washington's ACL into the, into the sun. Yeah. yeah tearing come on <laughs> <Poor> tearing. <laughs> come on it's not even I, I feel like it's not washington's fault he made a good play and then it's just like yeah. hey the the nebraska football gods once again remind us <laughs> your next life you know. can be taken away in a matter of seconds it's like awesome but to be truthful i do like the satterfield call yeah i think that's number that and I, I, the only, th- the only reason I left that one over the backs is because Satterfield might have led to some of these, right? some of these yep. turnovers. So, um, all right, mm-hmm. Satterfield, it is. Yeah, all right. I agree. Enjoy, enjoy your time. Wait, up
2: on the
0: <laughs> <laughs> Elon back. might be there too. I don't know. <laughs> come on, come on back when you're ready. Um,
3: and then we uh, are also taking a bye week for trivia this week. But we can at least announce the winner for last week, which was once again our sole trivia, (laughs) our sole (laughs) trivia guy this year, Chris. Um, We got to go back and find the questions. It was when was the last time Nebraska beat a coach, Brett Beal, team, which was 2012. Correct. And we beat, and Brett coached Wisconsin. Wisconsin returned the favor later that year in the championship game and they smoked a seventy to thirty, I think. Yeah, but T
0: Magic had that really cool run. Katie and Kenny Bell really had cool that block. block. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. became later illegal. But it was still a cool block.
3: <laughs> it was such a cool block. But and then yeah. the rest
0: of that game got really sad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Didn't take long for it to get there either. It was <laughs> a good it was a good garter, I think.
0: I'll, I'll be uh, honest, I don't miss the days of Wisconsin running backs being NFL prodigies running all over us.
3: Well, I mean, they still have Braylon Allen.
0: Yeah, so, um, I mean, it, we'll we'll see. I mean, we held them in check last year.
3: That's true. We did have, we did have a pretty emerged, good showing so. against Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and they have a whole different coach now this year. Yeah. So. And Wisconsin, like we've said, I think looks beatable. They look and, better than us, but they do look beatable. Yeah.
0: this yeah when they play iowa this weekend that'll be kind of you know how do they stack up against probably the best defense on their schedule so far so Mm -hmm. that'll be a good game to watch how they meet up with us (laughs) oh yeah
3: (laughs) oh speaking of which i there was something that i wanted to touch on i forgot until now was the defense they had a graphic on tv that i thought was hilarious it was like (laughs) our three like top backs had like 25 27 40 yards whatever it was Mm -hmm. and then it just said illinois 21 i was like that
2: is (laughs) that is yeah it was just they had
3: they had like four or five nebraska players like stacked and then it said illinois (laughs) i was like this is hilarious the entirety of the team only had 21 rushing yards i'm like that's funny
0: big bounce back game they had big which was big bounce back (laughs)
3: Well, I then, think we have no game this weekend, so it's mm-hmm. not like we can tell you when to check into the game.
0: Yeah, I think
1: my prediction for this weekend is going to be Nebraska 90 by week. Nothing. So,
0: <sighs> uh, yeah, I'll also go <laughs> by 90.
3: I don't know, man. Will Nebraska actually win this week? Though,
0: <laughs> Yeah, in the past,
3: it... in the past, I feel like even when we've had a bye week, we still find a way to lose hopefully uh, under rule that's hopefully under rule that changes
0: if anybody knows some ex, uh, experienced college wide receivers that still have some eligibility that want to walk on and uh, start playing real soon i don't think coach rule would say no at this point
3: <laughs> <laughs> as long as long as you're the guy that gives us the best chance to win he'll play you
0: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but right. yeah i think with that unless you two have any other thoughts uh, everybody, yeah, enjoy your bye week. Enjoy whatever you want to do with your bye week, whether that's being forced to go to pumpkin patches or watching football or weddings. doing whatever you do or weddings. On, it is October. What, go, Minnesota Twins. Yes. And Nate is in the middle of a baseball playoff run right now. I, for one, checked out in June when the Red Sox were bad. <laughs> <laughs> they figured out that they were not going to beat anybody else in the East. <laughs>
3: So then what about the other side, Phillies or Braves?
0: Uh, anybody that's not the Dodgers. So I don't really care who comes out of that series. I mean, Philly, just because I think they'd be a better home crown than Atlanta in the playoffs, but
3: that's right. That's Philly. something like
0: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but with that, you know, uh, We'll discuss as a group if we'll put out some sort of a quick preview for next week. We probably will just to get everybody ready for the game in case any, you know, I'm sure Coach Rule is going to talk next week. So we might have some interesting nuggets to talk about next week. But until then, yeah, we'll talk to everybody next week. And as always, if it's a possibility, it's a Nebraska ability.